Did you miss your favorite WXVU show? Have no fear, because every single WXVU show is available on demand. You heard that right, every single show. Search WXVU on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll find archives of all of our weekly shows. It's another reason why this truly is the greatest semester in the history of Villanova's V891, The Roar. All right, um, it's 11.34. You're listening to WXVU 89.1 The Roar. Uh, this is Josh, the host of Poetry, Prose, and Songs. And this week, I'm joined by my good friend, Grace, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, hello. Um, I'm Grace. I'm a junior. Josh and I have known each other through different campus ministry things, I think. And, yeah, when he asked me to be on, I said, I said, sure, because we tend to have these conversations a lot anyway. Yeah, um, so this week, that was a little topical since Tuesday was Valentine's Day. Just talk about, you know, our relationships, um, just in general, you know, relationship to friends, family, and the community. Um, and something that's been on the top of my head, especially this week, has been community, because um, all of my humanities classes have been talking about it, um, where community is found on this notion of the common good, um, these people pitching together to work together and working just working for something beyond their self and not just for their self, but for other people too. Yeah, I think community is a huge, I mean, I'm not in your humanities classes where you're talking about it, but... Um, thinking about it being centered on the common good is so interesting because community is just a huge, huge part of my life. And I feel like I'm always searching for like a deeper community. Um, Mm -hmm. and once you find like a good community, it's so hard to go back to anything that you were in before, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. What has your experience with community been? Yeah. Um, I think a big part of community for me has been dependence um, because, you know, I had come to, you know, a couple years ago, I came to the acceptance of the fact that, um, you know, as a human being, as a fallible, imperfect person, like, I couldn't, you know, do everything in life by myself, you know, not, um, yeah, not able to do everything, even things that are good for me I can't even do them by myself um and you know I've been trying to like you know stake out like my own path by myself and you know because that's like almost you know the um the ideal in society is to like do it yourself pull yourself up by the bootstraps Mm -hmm. manifest that destiny um but you know at the end of the day like you are going to make mistakes and you're going to, you know, trip up and you're going to fall and you're not going to have all some of the things you want to be your strengths that are going to be your weaknesses. And that's like where I started to really lean into community. Um, just, you know, really, um, I don't know, relying on other people, letting other people into my life, into mm-hmm. my struggles. Um, and, that's where I, where I started seeing, like, the most growth in my life. 
um, because all the growth that I had been trying to do by myself was mm. very, very small, yeah. um, I would say. And then, you know, these people, like, they watered it, these things. They, like, planted seeds in me. They, like, helped tend to these parts of myself that, you know, I was like, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> not where I want to be. Um, yeah, I definitely, I think I, anyone who knows me knows that, like, I've always, I guess, prided myself on being vulnerable but it was in a way that was like just not healthy at all and with almost zero boundaries um but in high school I think I'm very mature for my age and I've always been a lot older than I actually am um so in high school I was like desperate for that type of community and that type of support from people and I leaned on people but it was they were they were not the right people Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then that vulnerability gets taken advantage of or then you just feel like crap because you're like, oh, I feel like a burden or just someone actually doesn't care or anything like that. Um, and it's only been very recently that I, because I went on the same the same page of being like, all right, well, I'm going to do it all myself then. Like, I'm not going to lean on anyone. I'm going to work on just loving myself and needing myself and... Um, that doesn't work either like you said but it takes it takes some small steps of vulnerability and just like happening to come in contact with the right people at the right time and yeah just knowing knowing what to do but it's really really hard to then Mm -hmm. lean in and yeah let those people support you yeah and I I do think that's like Something you sh- said about like these weren't the right people to be vulnerable, but vulnerable with. Blah, that's not the right word. Um, well, that's what I said. I mean, and I couldn't pronounce it right. <laughs> um, but just, I mean, that's kind of like, the risk of opening mm. up with relationships. <laughs> like any relationship, there's a risk involved because you're giving this person part of yourself, and then they have a claim on part of you. Um, yeah because you've opened up and you know part of that risk is them now being empowered to let you down or now being oh empowered gosh. to even like you know no you're right you That's in those why ways like... and I mean yeah it's like really scary but and you know that's like the risk for any that's relationship life. yeah um and sometimes it like hurts a whole awful lot mm-hmm. um but you also need to like almost get to the place where you can recover from that, um, and finding commu- good community will not hurt you with the things you like share. Yeah. Um, good community will prop you up and support you, and really lean into like the difficulties of your life instead of shirking mm-hmm. you for that. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it's not gonna come, it's not gonna fall into your lap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you do have to almost go outside yourself and look for people almost be on that search for people that will do life with you um because again like you can't go through life on your own um it's not that's not how we were made that's not who we're meant to be it's Um, so crazy to think like like we were talking about um wanting to like do everything on your own and there is part of like society I feel like now that is like yeah Mm -hmm. you can do it on your own or like you have to love yourself first before someone else can love you and all that 
fun stuff but then once I I feel like I went on a journey of just like yeah really trying to like love myself and like myself and once I got there and I was like all right I'm here like where's the other person and like mm-hmm. people it's I don't know it's just yeah it's just interesting to be like okay no it's okay to need people and it's okay to want to have people in your life mm-hmm. and want to have good people in your life but and it's hard to yeah. get there and I do think that whole, like, you need to love yourself before you love others can kind of be a little funky. It's a little toxic. Um, like, the idea is that if you can't love yourself correctly, you can't love other people correctly, I think. Or you can't be loved correctly. Yeah, but I found in my own life that, you know, I I think I, I definitely was, you know, doing, like, you know, go, doing the loving of others before I loved myself, but that also kind of clouded um when I was so focused on other people I like Mm -hmm. clouded the own stuff in my own life but I also found that I had to be loved by other people first by the other before I could love myself Mm -hmm. um because I don't know it's it's like you you're like your own worst critic and stuff um but having another like bring love into you even like the like the the darkest or the grittiest imperfections of yourself Mm. like (laughs) like I don't know almost like illuminates your own darkness and doesn't make it as like all-consuming as you thought it was um I found that like I don't know I had to be I had to be loved and I had to also accept that love um it's not just like yeah I love you but then like I don't believe you or like like you don't Mm -hmm. accept it because um, you also have to be in like that place where you can be like, okay, maybe I am worthy of being loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're like, I don't know, being loved by love has just like, you know, opened that gateway for me to see myself as gift and worth and all yeah. that jazz. Nice. Okay. Uh, with that, we'll be right back after the break.
you been feeling like you can't keep your eyes open in class? Losing energy quickly throughout the day? Having trouble falling asleep at night? Or find yourself dependent on caffeine? You may be depriving yourself of a good night's sleep. Believe it or not, 70 to 96% of college students get less than eight hours of sleep each weeknight. Sleep deprivation can affect all processes of the body, including memory, concentration, problem-solving skills, mood, immunity, and weight management. Did you know that sleep deprivation can create the same level of cognitive impairment as drinking alcohol? Staying awake for 18 hours can have the same effect as the blood alcohol content of 0.05%, which is only 0.03% away from the legal limit. It's time, time to, to prioritize, prioritize your sleep, Nova. Creating a sleep schedule and improving your sleep hygiene can transform the way you get through the day with four helpful steps. One, going to sleep and waking up at the same time each morning creates a routine for your body and supports your circadian rhythm. Two, unplug. Try not to use electronics for 30 minutes prior to sleep. The lights from your phone, computer, or TV can disrupt your sleep for the whole night. Three, monitor caffeine intake. Try not to drink caffeine at least three hours before bed. This will make for an easier time falling asleep and a more restful night. Four, create a calming environment for falling asleep. Try using white noise apps, sound machines, or aromatherapy. Although being a college student can be stressful and overwhelming, it is important to take care of yourself first. A healthy sleep pattern is the building block to a successful academic career. Start to prioritize your sleep, Nova. Your mind and body will thank you. This message was brought to you by senior nursing students in the health promotion course of the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and V89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. All right, we're back. Um, I don't know why that song played twice, so That's ignore okay. that if you've... We've been listening since 1130. I've been meaning to get into Phoebe Bridgers anyway because I'm seeing her live and I feel like I should <laughs> know her songs. In order her. To. You're seeing her live as a as an as opener an extra, yeah. for Taylor Swift. <laughs> so you're not um, going just for her. Yeah, also Gracie Abrams. So I need to I need to get on that, but I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um but back to community. I you said something about um it's not just going to like fall into your lap. And I think that's super interesting because the one place that I think I've found the biggest community, it first started here at Villanova when I came in as a freshman. Um, it was really easy to just like let, other, well, it wasn't easy because I'm not good at it, but I was taken under a lot of people's wings. Um, and that was really cool. I'm the oldest in my family, and I've always been, like, the mentor friend, I guess. I don't know. So it was just cool to have a lot of friends who were older than I was and want me to just, like, be little and, like, not know anything and that be okay. Um, but as we all know, I worked at a Catholic summer camp, or I served at a Catholic summer camp mm -hmm. um, over the summer of 2022, and that community was like the most wild thing I've ever experienced in my whole life um, because it was so, so intentional. And I know that like they prep everything to do that, but everyone had also said that my session of leaders, like camp counselors, was just insane. Like everyone watching from the outside by the end of our training week was like, how 
like we all felt like we had known each other for years but everyone else was also like how the heck are they acting that Mm -hmm. close like this soon in advance in the summer and everything like that but um it was just really cool because we were very intentional about having like men and women's communities but that's just how everything was set up at camp but when you like worked together um with whoever your partners were for the week for your campers there were a few times specifically like I I got a migraine that was really bad twice at camp and those were the only two times that I had to like step away and like take time for myself while we were there um and it was just cool to like be able to rely on other people and know that like you'd be relied on later um and that was like a huge part of the community or just like growing together um and always having people to talk to and just yeah I don't know knowing you were in such a safe space Mm -hmm. and I feel like even though I applied for that position and everything like that it did kind of just like the community aspect I feel like just fell into place um but then coming back to school was a little bit harder and I feel like at school when you're just surrounded by like I went to a camp that was going to be all like-minded people you know yeah so then when you are in a space that is not all the same, it might be a little bit harder to yeah. find. And I don't know what your experience has been, like, throughout your four years here or, like, how you've tried to find it. But mine has just been ebbing and flowing, I feel like, for yeah. the last two and a half years. Yeah, something you said about intentionality stood out to me. Um, something, I, I guess, not just, like, finding the people, but, like, building the community is like an active process it's intentional you know it's you know you put time into it mm-hmm. um yeah in that sense i guess i would say it doesn't just fall into like you have to you know be going towards that mm-hmm. and building that community um because you know communities are built on like mutual bonds of like trust and self-gift and you know mm, yeah. all that like you know, the good Aristotelian virtues or whatever. Because um, you're, you know, forming this, like, trust with people that, like, you didn't know. But it was also, like, intentional mm-hmm. in that, you know, you're going, I don't know. Well, I, I wasn't there, I was there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, but, I think it was also yeah. very different because, like, that was our only job. Yeah. Our only job was to get to know each other and to grow with each other. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, with school, I feel like it just gets so much harder because yeah. our – our main priority here is to be a student. Yeah. Um, so then everything else just gets in the way, and I feel like sometimes you just end up spending time with people or your community becomes people that are just easy to see instead mm-hmm. of people that you are, like, making time to see or intentionally grow yeah. with and spend time with. But you are so right that you have to you have to make the effort yeah. if you want it. Yeah, I guess you're, like, describing, like, relationships of convenience like just people that are right yeah. there um but i i just lost my train of thought <laughs> so bear with me you're good what was what's your community experience yeah. been here oh what would you say it's i don't know it's it's definitely been different um i guess yeah like when i like found was at like the end of myself I was like that's when I started really leaning into community and being intentional about it um but like you were talking about how like work is our number one priority or whatever 
um, schoolwork. Or it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that made me think of, like, you know, the component of leisure in our lives. Um, you know, there's so many, like, people that talk about leisure, and it's not just something you just do when you happen to have a free minute. Mm-hmm. Um, like, good life-affirming leisure is, like, intentional, and you're doing it on purpose for itself. Like, you're yeah. cutting out time for that. So, like, in that sense, it's almost similar to, like, a good community where you're intentionally, like, having time for these people or you're intentionally building relationships um, with these other people in your life because, you know, the the whole, like, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, Because it's, it's it's like, a timeline. Uh, But in my own life, yeah, I, I would say... Like the communities I found here, haven't yeah they weren't like instantaneous. Like yeah. there was definitely people like I felt comfortable with, um, but you know I had to keep working on them. Even like not intentionally, like subconsciously there was like work going on, yep. and like the biggest relationships in my life right now, um, I've been like trying to lean into not just being. Like knowing uh, like a thousand people like kind of well, but like knowing these I know ten people or so like really yeah. well and really intentionally, and like these are especially since I'm graduating like these are like the people I want to be in my life mm-hmm. for you know the rest of um, our lives on this here side of eternity like I want these people to be in my life and do life with me, um, and I guess if you're not intentional about that like that can kind of like almost slip away sometimes um I can think of like people in high school like I was intentional with I guess yeah um I mean I only keep in touch with like two people from high school and I'm totally okay with that but I have way too many friends in your grade and way too many people that are important to me in your grade and I've already had friends that have graduated and trying to keep those relationships they're hard Mm. but hopefully it'll all work out yeah i mean i've definitely seen how like you keep in touch with people that are like not in front of you anymore um that's right well yeah i feel like camp is a huge like example of that because even like some people that have graduated yeah or like you were in someone's wedding recently and that true yeah (laughs) yeah I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot. Well, like I didn't. I literally talked about it yeah. for so long leading up to that. But um, you're right. Like, you know, I mean, I think you're doing a good job at, like, <laughs> being you. intentional with these people in your community. I try. It's, it's so hard to find yeah. that balance of, like, letting go and, like, seeing what's right in front of me and, like, leaning yeah. into the community that's right in front of me. But also, like, half grieving the community that was already happened and trying to stay in touch with some people um especially but like thank god for technology i sound like i'm a <laughs> like a parent that like doesn't know how yeah. to use facetime um yeah yeah that's like true because it's so much easier to like keep in touch with and um be intentional with the people that are right in front of you but like the people that you don't see every day it's like harder yeah. to like keep these people in your mind in your heart um and for them to do likewise for you Mm-hmm. Um, in that way, like you have to be, be even more intentional. It's not just like, I know. Oh, we're at this. Uh, we're getting lunch at the same time. Let's just sit together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to be like, hey, um, what's been going on in your life? Like, what's been the good? What's been Sitting the bad? Sitting and having like, like long conversations on the phone. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, I don't know, they used to write letters back in the day. True. <laughs> um, but I wish we still did that. You can. I know. I <laughs> totally could. Yeah. I don't know what the postage is like right now. But, um, I mean, I still get yeah, right. Valentine's Day letters and every, like, literally every single holiday from my grandparents. Aww. With a nice little $5 bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keeping it alive and well. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. Play-Doh paper due tomorrow? Need a fresh set of eyes to look over your final draft? Haven't even started yet? You can make an appointment at the Villanova University Writing Center, located on the second floor of Falvey Memorial Library. The Writing Center is full of professionally trained tutors who assist Villanova students of all majors on their writing assignments, from personal statements to thesis papers at any stage in the writing process. Hours of operation are Sunday from 3.30 to 7.30, Monday through Thursday from 11.30 to 7.30, and Friday from 11.30 to 3.30. Stop in or call 610-519-4604 to make an appointment today. Thank you. 
All right. Uh, welcome back. Um, yeah. Some good old to... Taylor. Yeah, Grace is a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm a big Swifty. It's kind of embarrassing. It used to be embarrassing. Now it's popular, apparently. Yeah. I but think I kind of hopped on the bandwagon a little. Hey, it's okay. Um, I, fa- I fell off the wagon a little bit. It's all good. In years. Um, I don't know if we wanted to talk about, I don't know, one part of community is, like, friendship. Um, I know I talked about it last week, but we can, I mean, there's so much to talk about, but, like, intentional friendship and, like, um, you know, Aristotle's, like, virtuous friendship where there's part of, like, you're both pushing each other and there's part something the other that, like, you want to emulate and you have something that they want to emulate and you're, like, both, like, supporting each other in this pursuit of fullness of human life. Um, that's a lot yeah (laughs) i know would you say like you don't have to use names but (laughs) like people in your life that push you to be better than who you are right now yeah i definitely have i have this one friend from camp and i we it was it's so like divinely orchestrated that it just has to be because (laughs) um yeah, we've been through a lot of the, the same things, and it's so easy for the both of us just to talk to each other and to be like, this is what I'm going through. I don't know what it means. Like, do you have advice for me? Or, like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. And then you just, like, I feel like when you can just be, like, truly, truly vulnerable, like, even in, like, your weakest moments yeah. and be like, hey, I need you to just, like, show up for me right now, but then, like, give me advice later on. Um yeah so she's been I would say that's one friend that's been like super I don't know that's that's like one friendship where we both are just striving for I guess striving for holiness together so then we just we hash it all out um but I'd say I have a few friends here where oh my gosh yeah sorry (laughs) now I'm having like a train of thought I actually had a friend this week who I was like I need you to hold me accountable for something. And, like, I always think accountability is just, I don't know, it's interesting because I feel like it can be really toxic if it's not, you know, done right where you're, like, in a good friendship. But I have these two friends right now where um, the three of us, like, each of us are going through something completely different, but we're all like, all right, I need help with this. Like, you need help with this. So we've just been texting all week, like, when we accomplish the certain thing that we're trying to accomplish um or when we're struggling and just trying to be like the best versions of ourselves then and it's Mm -hmm. it's so freeing just to be able to text someone or to talk to someone and be like I'm gonna show up exactly how I am right now Mm -hmm. um even though I'm like a little embarrassed but then you know that someone else is like cheering you on and is there for you and supporting you Mm. how about you yeah I would say there's um a couple men in my life that um, they're, they're my age. <laughs> they're like, oh, no. Um, no, it's weird because we are like, yeah, technically adults. men and women now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that I had to like open up to like one of my own struggles, and they're like, oh yeah, like been through that too. Um, and I was like, you know, asking for that accountability thing, and having someone that like almost led 
the way beforehand was mm-hmm. like really assuring even though it was like really embarrassing to like be like oh like i'm going through this right now yeah i'm um, having that affirmed like um mm-hmm. you know uh no one suffers something that is not uncommon to man or something yeah. like that well paul wrote that um because yeah it's like your your problems your struggles are not like you're not the only person going through them so like i opened up with like yeah it's embarrassing like part of myself that i wanted to like you know i wanted growth in and i was Mm -hmm. like i I, like i was like you know in that pattern of just being with myself and then like when i slept up i was like oh like really hard on myself but yeah i was like wait you know like because you don't have to be enough by yourself you don't have to Mm -hmm. be whole by yourself you don't have to be like self-sufficient because um, that's why there's other people in your life. Yeah. Um, and that that was really transformative, being like, hey, I'm going through this right now. Um, can you pray for me? Just, like, give me some of your wisdom. Um, and that was really transformative. Like, when I mm-hmm. opened up, that's when I started seeing this change in my life. Yeah, I think another powerful part of, like, good community is when you're like going through something and you think you're the only one mm-hmm. going through it and then like you said you talk about it and you're like oh I'm not alone like cool 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 but also like when we name things that yeah. we like feel shame about or just feel embarrassed about like when we name them out loud then they like we're not giving them power yeah over us anymore um so yeah with one friend this last week I was like just keep talking because I guarantee you I have been in the exact same position like what you're talking about I was like I've been in every single situation that you're naming like none Mm -hmm. of this is unique that's another thing that I find funny is when you like open or I feel like I saw it somewhere that was like you're not special like you're not (laughs) unique like you're not the only person in the entire world that is in a way that's like you're not the only person who's going through this like it's not even though it can feel isolating like um everything is yeah i feel like yeah everything is a universal experience yeah um i mean like a less embarrassing something i can say on the air um <laughs> like i struggled with brushing my teeth every night for a couple of years because i would just like be staying up late and then pass out mm-hmm. um and then like you know my roommates really helped me like by like example but also like intentionality um mm-hmm. and uh, like I mean, I have good dental hygiene now. <laughs> um, I brush my teeth twice a day, um, but something I had to some work through. That don't. Yeah. yeah, and then there was like, there were a couple. Of, there was like one person that opened up, like shared that recently. It was like, wait, I've been there. Like I've been in that same exact situation, and like, I don't know. Like I know you don't have to be in this spot forever. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I've been through that. Like I went through that. Um, you know, you can like figure things out. um but yeah like even like small things like that um you can bring community into um you just gotta find the right people that won't make you feel even more embarrassed yeah um but like you said it takes a risk something you said about like speaking it aloud makes it um not have power yeah not have power but also like makes it more real i would say like saying yeah, it out it's a little loud, bit scarier <laughs> saying it out loud and admitting it uh, like makes it reality. confessing it makes it more solid because now it's just not something you're fine with in your head it's something you're fine with in reality 
Oh gosh. Um, and like once you speak it, like you know, the words are out there. You can't really take it back. But also, it's almost liberating, like you said. Like uh-huh. if you've been bottling it up for months or years, and it's just mm-hmm. been bouncing around in your head, and you finally like, release it outside yourself. Yeah. Um, like little tangential. Um, I was reading Wendell Berry, and he was talking about how ideas are not supposed to like echo in on themselves they don't reverberate they're like mm-hmm. supposed to like, go out and out into the world um to their source or to the other mm-hmm. um they don't just and yeah having these thoughts bouncing on your head like that's not really helpful because especially mm-hmm. if it's like something hard to go through um you know it's it's just like in cycles yeah so, yeah and then i know but like once you say it breaks you out of that loop almost yeah a little metanoia of sorts for no people who know me know i'm a verbal processor and i talk about it all the time and i think i talk about it as a way to like protect myself because i'm like i'm mm-hmm. gonna talk a lot <laughs> and i just need someone to listen and i don't want to feel bad about having to talk a lot but um no that release that you're talking about i had an, an experience with that this last weekend it was was more intense than normal um and not ideal circumstances, mm-hmm. but I, I'm literally like, oh, I, I don't know. After everything happened, I was just like a whole new person, and yeah. or I was just myself again, and that mm-hmm. felt really good to not have something weighing over me, mm-hmm. even though it was a means of getting rid of it that <laughs> I wish I didn't have to go through. But, um, yeah, no, releasing all of it is so therapeutic and powerful and needed yeah in a way like lifts the burden off your back and Mm -hmm. someone else can help shoulder that um you don't have to be carrying it you're um you know to the end of time like giving it to someone else um and they will help carry it with you if it's good community all right um we'll be back after a little little message The Villanova Tech Zone is a free resource for helping students, faculty, and staff troubleshoot their technological needs. Contact the Tech Zone at 610-519-7777, chat with them online, or visit their law school, Falvey Library, or New Commons offices. For more information, visit unit.villanova.edu.
right. Um, we're back. Yeah. Sorry, that sounded so sad. I just have to leave soon because I have class, so I'm going to... She's an academic. I'm going to dip early. Yeah, sure, I'm an academic. <laughs> um, Josh told me to think of, like, some advice or some wisdom, and I feel like community and, like, relationships and friendships and all that fun stuff is something I talk about all the time there are like few things in my life that i could just talk about for hours and hours and hours and if you're one of my friends <laughs> you know that um uh and i'm trying to think of like something i've learned over my 21 years of being a friend um can be something wildly unrelated i know but I don't, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of, like, childhood me. I like what you said about you have to take the risk, and I wish, I wish it wasn't a risk, but um, if I didn't have, like, the hurt that I've had in my life, then I wouldn't also have the, I wouldn't know how good the good relationships yeah. in my life are. Um so maybe my advice is just I'm going to take what you said then like take the risk mm -hmm. even though it's so so hard just tell someone that like you want to hang out with them or like I literally asked I I think I tend to put on I'm just really busy which is my fault but I tend to put on this persona that I'm like totally fine like totally cool on my own show which like I totally am but um would love to see people more during the week mm -hmm. and so I literally said to two friends I was like hey and I of course made it really I tried to make it funny because I was insecure but I was like hey if you guys like me enough um can you just text me <laughs> when you like go get coffee or when you're just like doing homework together and like granted I have been so busy that sometimes I actually a lot of the time I can't make it but then other times I can make it and it's so fruitful and so good yeah. and like one little like I'm doing homework here can lead to like Actually, it did lead to, like, a four-hour conversation the other night. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a risk I had to take to be like, hi, I want to hang yeah. out with you. And luckily, it went well. But, yeah, um, yeah so maybe maybe take that, take that risk with people. Follow your gut. That is something I'm, like, really leaning into. I guess the start of – it's really the start of 2023. Like, just lean into what your gut is telling you. Yeah. Um, so if that's telling you to – go talk to some person or to leave a relationship or to lean into something more, to not listen to other people, wherever your gut is telling you to go, trust it because I don't think we give, whether you believe that's like, you know, like a nudge from above or whatever. I truly believe that like our, our intuition is underrated and we mm -hmm. need to be listening to what our minds and our hearts and our bodies are telling us mm -hmm. more and more. And it's also okay to be like, okay, here's what I'm thinking. But like, also, there's this external wisdom that like makes sense. I just don't want to accept it yet. Oh my God, that one hurts. <laughs> well, like not really, but yeah. I know what you mean when you like don't want to accept. Yeah, like sometimes it goes against your gut. Um, yeah. But so like take everything like, you know, together. There's something you said. Like, I don't know. I'm just commenting what? again. But 
like yeah love comes with risk love comes with pain and even in the christian sense like divine love with comes with so much pain for for like yeah god you know goes to the pains of being born and suffering and then you know dying for us like on a cross and that was the cost of love but it was a cost born because of love that's Um, crazy and like sometimes like even you know knowing he was going to be rejected by Mm. so many um you know that's you know you still do it in love even if even if it's not returned even if it's not accepted um sometimes you have to love and then still be hurt by that person yeah that's very true kind of funky um you know you have to go do you want to read one of the poems in that poem book oh sure (laughs) crap i didn't find one um there's one titled grace that you showed me should i just read that sure do a dramatic reading (laughs) okay this poem is called grace by scott carnes cairns sorry Long before you knew desire, desire turned to you. Saw you as you are even now, unlovely, a little embarrassed, dead. Can you remember the throat's pure pulse first, waking you to a longing you could neither fix to name nor satisfy? Probably not, but it must have happened. For thereafter, under the influence of desire's instruction, you made desire the new light by which you would dare proceed, and it has led you here, where you adopt the drape of love's body and find your own. Woo! <laughs> um, I don't know. My my professor gave us like a book of love I poems. I forgot to remove it from my bag after class yesterday. No. Um, but poems are hard for me to understand, but I'll ruminate on that one. There's some good poems out there. Um, after this little break, I'll actually I'll probably do a little reading of a poem. Um, but um, if I can use the station, right? Yes. Okay. Well, thanks um, for having we'll be, me. Yeah, thank you. And we'll be back after a little little song break.
Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at WXVU.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial. Or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. All right. Um, well, it's just me now. I um, guess I'm going to read a little, little poem that... I mean, I've been meaning to read. So this is going to be like a live reaction, but obviously you're not going to see me <laughs> reacting or anything. Um, it's by Gerard Manley Hopkins. Uh, he was a Jesuit priest who really loved poetry. Um, but beyond that, he um, really loved God. And he actually gave up poetry for a little bit because he's like, oh, this is taking the place of my what my true devotion should be. Um, so this is called The Record of the Deutschland. It um, was written in the memory of five Franciscan nuns who were exiled by um, the Falk Laws, and on their way out, they actually drowned between um, the midnight and the morning of December 7th, 1875. Thou mastering me, God, giver of breath and bread, world strand, away, sway of the sea, Lord of living and dead, that hast bound bones and veins in me, fastened me flesh, and after it almost unmade, what with dread thy doing, and dost thou touch me afresh? Over again I feel thy finger and find thee. I did say yes. O oh, at lightning and last rod, thou hurtst me truer than tongue confess. Thou ter thy terror, O Christ, O God, thou knowest the walls alter an hour and night. The swoon of a heart that the sweep and the hurl of thee trod, hard down with a horror of height, and the midriff a strain with leaning of, laced with fire of stress. The frown of his face, before me the hurdle of hell, behind where, where was, oh, where was a place? I rolled out wings that spell, and fled with a fling of the heart to the heart of the host. My heart, you were dove-winged, I can tell. Carrier-witted, I am bold to boast. To flash from the flame to the flame then, tower from the grace to the grace. I am soft sift in an hourglass at the wall, fast but mind with emotion adrift, and it crowds and it combs to the fall. I steady as a water in a well to oppose to a pain, but roped with always all the way down from the tall. Fells or flanks of the voil, a vein, of the gospel proffer, a pressure, a principle, Christ's gift. I kiss my hand to the star's lovely asunder, starlight wafting him out of it, and glow, glory, and thunder. Kiss my hand to the dappled with damson west, since though he is under the world's splendor and wonder, his mystery must be in stressed, stressed. For I greet him the days I meet him, and bless when I understand. Not out of his bliss springs the stress felt, nor first from heaven, and if you know this, swings the stroke dealt. Stroke and, stre and a stress that stars and storms deliver, that guilt is hushed by hearts with, are flushed by and melt, but it rides time like a riding river, and here the faithful waver, the faithless fable and miss. It dates from day of his going in Galilee, warm-laid grave of a womb-life gray, manger, maiden's knee, 
the dense and the driven passion and frightful sweat. Thence the discharge of it, there its swelling be, though felt before, though in high flood yet, when none would have known of it, only the heart being hard at bay. Is out with it, oh, we lash with the best or worst, word last, sorry, <laughs> how a flush kept, plush kept slow, will mouth to a flesh burst, gush, flush the man, the being with it, sour or sweet, Brim in a flash full, hither then, last or first, to hero of cavalry, Christ's feet, never ask of meaning it, wanting it, warned of it, men go. Be adored among men, God, three-numbered form, ring thy rebel, dogged and den, man's malice with wrecking and storm, beyond saying sweet, past telling of tongue, that art lightning and love, I found it, a winter and warm. Father and fondler of heart, thou hast rung, hast thy dark descending and most art merciful then, with an anvil ding, and with fire in him forge thy will, or rather, rather than stealing as spring, through him melt him, but master him still, whether at once, as once at a crash pall, or as Austin, a lingering out sweet skill, make mercy in all of us, out of us all, mastery, but be adored but be adored king. And this is the second part. Some find me a sword, some the flange in the rail, flame, fang, or flood, goes death on drum, and storms bugle his fame. But we dreams are rooted in earth, dust, flesh falls within sight of us, we, though, our flower the same, wave with the meadow, forget that there must, the sour scythe cringe, and the bare share can't come. On Saturday, sailed from Bremen, American outward bound, take cellar and seamen, tell men with women, two hundred souls in the round. O father, not under thy feathers, nor even ever as guessing, the goal was a shoal of a fourth the doomed to be drowned. Yet did the dark side of the bay the, of thy blessing not vault them, the million of rounds of thy mercy, not reeve even them in. Into the snow she sweeps, hurling the haven behind, the Deutschland on Sunday, and so the sky keeps, for the infinite air is unkind. In the sea flint flake, black-backed in the regular blow, sitting east-northeast in cursed quarter the wind, wire and white fiery and whirlwind swiveled snow, spins to the window-making, unchilding and fathering deeps. She drove in the dark to leeward. She struck not a reef or a rock, but the combs of a smother of sand. Night drew her dead to the Kentish knock, and she beat the bank down with her brows and the right of her keel. The breakers rolled on her beam with ruinous shock, and canvas and compass, the whirl and the wheel, idle forever to waft her or wind her with, these she endured. Hope had gray hairs, hope had mourning on, trenched with tears, carved with cares, hope was twelve hours gone, and frightful a nightfall, folded rueful a day, nor rescue, only rocket and lightship shone, and lives at last were washing away, to the shrouds they took, they shook in the hurling and horrible airs, one stirred from the rigging to save, the wild womankind below, where the ropes end round the man, handy and brave, 
He was pitched to his death as a, at a blow. For all his dreadnought breast and braids of thew, they could tell him for hours, dandled the to and fro. Through the cobbled foam fleece, what could he do? With the burl of the fountains of air, bucked in the flood of the wave. They fought with God's cold, and they could not and fell to the deck, crushed them, or water, and drowned them, or rolled with the sea romp over the wreck. Night roared with the heartbreak, hearing a heartbreak rattle, the woman's wailing, the crying of a child without check, till a lioness arose, resting the babble. A prophetess towered in the tumult, a virginal tongue told. Ah, touched in your, your bower of bone, are you? Turned for an, an exquisite smart, have you? Make words break from me here all alone, do you? Mother of being in me, heart, oh, unteachably after evil, but uttering truth. Why tears, is it? Tears, such a melting, a magical start, never eldering revel in river of youth. What can it be, this glee, the good you have there of your own? Sister, a sister calling, a master, her master and mine, and the inboard seas run swirling and hauling. The rash smart slogging brine blinds her, but she that weather sees one thing one has one fetch in her. She rears herself to divine ears and the call of the tall nun to the men in the tops and the tackle road over the storms brawling. She was first of a five and came of a coiffed sisterhood. O Deutschland, double a desperate name, or worldwide of its good. But Gertrude, Lily, and Luther are two of a town, Christ, Lily, and beast of the waste wood. For life's dawn it is drawn down, Abel is Cain's brother, and breasts they have sucked the same. Loathed for a love men knew in them, banned by the land of their birth. Rhine refused them, Thames would ruin them, surf, snow, river, and earth. Nashed, but thou art above, thou Orion of light, thy unchanceling, poising palms were weighing the worth. Thou martyr master, in thy sight, storm flakes were scrolled-leaved flowers, lily showers. Sweet heaven was astrew in them. Five, the finding's sake, and cipher of suffering Christ, Mark, the mark is of man's make, and the word of it sacrificed. But he scores it in scarlet himself on his own bespoken, before time taken, dearest prized and priced. Stigma, signal, syncophoiled token, for lettering of the lamb's fleece, readying of the rose flake. Joy fall to thee, Father Francis, drawn to the life that died, with the gnarls of the nails in thee, niche of the lance his lovescape crucified, and seal of his seraph arrival, and these thy daughters, and five livid and leavid favor and pride, are sisterly sealed in wild waters, to bathe in his fall gold mercies, to breathe in his all-fire glances. Away in the lovable west, on a pastoral forehead of Wales, I was under a roof here, I was at rest, and there the prey of the gales. She to the black about air, to the breaker, the quickly falling flakes, to the throng that catches and quails, was calling, O Christ, Christ, come quickly. The cross to her, she calls Christ to her, Christians her wild worst best. The, thy, the majesty, what did she mean? Breath, arch in the original breach, breath. Is it love in her of the being as her lover had been? Breathe, body of lovely death. They were else-minded then, 
altogether the men woke thee with a we are perishing in the weather of Gennesareth. Or is it that she cried for the crown then, the keener to come at the comfort for feeling the combating keen? For how to the heart's cheering? The dumb dug ground hugged gray, hovers off, the jay blue heavens appearing, of pied and peeled may, blue beating in hoary glow height, or night still higher, with belled fire in the moth soft milky way. What by your measure is the heaven of desire? The treasure never eyesight got, nor was ever guessed what for the hearing. No, but it was not these, the jading and jar of the cart, times tasking his fathers that ask for case of the sodden with its heart, sorrowing heart. Not danger, electrical horror, then further it finds. The appealing of the passion is tenderer in prayer apart. Other, I gather, in measure of her minds, burden in winds burly, in beat of the dragon it sees. But how shall I make me room there? Reach me a fancy come faster. Strike you, though the sight of it? Look at it loom there. Think that she... There, then, the master, Ipse, the only one, Christ, king, head. He was to cure the extremity where he had cast her. Do deal, lord, it with living and dead. Let him ride, her pride in his triumph, dispatch, and have done with his doom there. Ah, there was a heart right, there was a single eye. Read the unshapable shock night, and knew the who and the why, wording and how, but why, but by him that present and past. Heaven and earth are worded of, worded by, the Simon Peter of a soul, to the blast, tarpeian fast, but a blow, beacon of light. Jesu, heart's light, Jesu made sun, what was the feast followed the night, thou hadst glory of this nun, feast of the one woman without stain, for so conceived, so to conceive thee is done. But here was heart throw, birth of a brain, word that hard and heard and kept thee, and uttered thee outright. Well, she has thee for the pain, for the patience, but pity of the rest of them. Heart, go and bleed at a bitterer vein for the comfortless, unconfessed of them. No, not uncomforted. A lovely, felicitous providence, figure of a tender of, oh, of a feathery delicacy. The breast of the maiden could obey so, be a bell to, ring of it, and startle, startle the poor sheep back. Is the shipwreck then a harvest? Does tempest carry the grain for thee? I admire thee, master of the tides, of the your flood of the year's fall, the recurb and the recovery of the gulf's sides, the girth of it and the wharf of, wharf of it in the wall, staunching, quenching ocean of emotionable mind, ground of being and granite of it, past all grasp God thrown behind, death with a sovereignty that heeds but hides, bodes but divides. With a mercy that outrides the all of water, an arc for the listener, for the lingerer with a love glides, lower than death and the dark. A vein for the visiting of the past prayer, pent in prison. The last breath penitent spirits, the uttermost mark, our passion plunged, giant risen. The Christ of the Father compassionate, fetched in the storm of his strides. Now born, burn, newborn to the world, double-natured name. The heaven flung, heart fleshed, maiden furled, miracle and Mary of flame, been numbered he in three of the thunder throne. Not a doomsday dazzle in his coming, nor dark as he came, kind but royally reclaiming his own. A released shower, let flash to the shire, 
Now lightning of fire hard hurled, dame at our door, drowned in among our souls. Remember us in the roads, the heaven haven of the reward. Our king is back, oh, upon English souls. Let him Easter in us, be a dayspring to the dimness of us. Be a crimson cresseted east, more brightening her, rare dear Britain, as his ring rolls. Pride, rose, prince, hero of us, high priest, our hearts charity, hearts fire, our thoughts chivalry's throngs, Lord. WXVU is proud to announce that we were nominated for five different 2022-23 International Collegiate Broadcasting System Media Awards, including Best Overall Station. It's because of listeners like you that this kind of recognition was possible. The winners will be announced at the IBS conference in New York City later this month. Full details are at wxvu.org. That was a long poem. I was not expecting it to be <laughs> 17 minutes. Uh, but, wow. That, that was really relevant. Um, I read one of his poems really intentionally um, for class. And just seeing the architecture of it, but also the substance of it was really really powerful impactful um obviously you don't have the poem in front of you unless you're listening um from the future on spotify but the just how it's all put together is really good i can try to describe a little bit um you know thou mastering me god giver of breath and bread world strand sway of the sea lord of living and dead um you know you know, simple rhyme scheme, but also how some of the sentences flow into each other with um, the same letter. So that match mean God giver, breath and bread, sway of the sea, Lord of living, dead. Um, you know, there's parallelism, like the first and second half. Okay, this is probably too nitty gritty um, <laughs> to talk about on air, but I do recommend, like, just giving a read through with like intentionality, not just being like, oh, another poem, but actually looking at it as a piece of art um, for what it portrays, but also what it points beyond. Um, just suffused throughout it is this description of, you know, these nuns going through a shipwreck. And it's really scary. And it's like funky, not funky. It's, it's scary because, you know, real possibility that they will die. And they actually did pass away um, in that shipwreck. But their orientation almost in like this moment of grace or revelation, they start not looking inwards on their pain, but outwards towards, um, you know, the transcendental, towards what lies beyond just, you know, the pain of this here life. You know, because they're nuns, they're Catholic. And a huge part of Christianity is just the the length that God went to for us. Um, you know, that pain on the cross is, like, so great. And, like, why would you do that for, like, people that don't even like you? Um, but that's, like, so that's just, like, part of how immense that love is for, for the Christian faith um, that he did, went to that extent for us. And that's what these women are um, almost solaced by um, because they can have hope because of their faith, um, hope that they're redeemed and saved. 
and it's just like you know it like it gives them peace at the end even though it's such a violent um and frightening end like in the middle of a storm with like snow and lightning waves everywhere um like i don't know what i would be doing in that moment um i hope i would be acting like these nuns but i'm not sure because you know i've never been in that situation um i mean frankly terrifying but the fact that beauty can come out of such horror and, t- and like something so f- like senseless even like the water just crashing the ship um also said something to the substance of um the faith that you know i share with these um people that are long um past this earth um yeah um uh, I don't really have a plan when I don't have a guest since Grace left early. I guess... I don't know. I'm, like, kind of bad at monologuing. Like, without anything to monologue off after. Um, oh. What have I been learning in class? Let's see. I guess I, I guess I'll just play a couple of songs <laughs> since I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, I've never like had to do just talking by myself, so it was like kind of funky. Um, but I'll play some Billy Joel to any of you listeners out there.
Hey, um, I've had a little bit of time to... Oh, sorry. That was Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. Um, I realize I have been forgetting to say the names of some songs. Uh, but I said the name of this song, so... <laughs> um, hopefully that's not too bad. Um, I had a little bit of time to think about how to close this um, show off. Um, yeah, this one class I've been taking, it's called The Problem of Love. And that's been really interesting to me. And, like, every class I'm, like, trying to, like, hastily scribble down all the wisdom that we're getting in class. Um, so I guess um, I can leave you guys with some questions to think about in terms of love. Um, so for Plato, you know, love is, you know, ecstatic. It moves you outside of yourself. So Plato, love is of the other. And for Aristotle, love is love of the same. So, you know, he says best, the best relationships are among equals, among people that are both. Um, well, his ideal is both pursuing virtue and they're good at pursuing virtue. Um, but I guess, like, yeah, a little question, like, where would you find that in between? Um, between someone who is like you but also not like you because that's um you know we're all um entrenched in this like in societies where people are you know alike and different in various in like really radical ways um so you know aristotle's ideal is not going to be practical in you know our lived society but also like if it's something that's so foreign, like completely alien, how can we truly love it if it's like just so unknowable? You know, either we're, you know, entrenched in loving ourselves or we're loving something that's like completely mind blowing and, um, you know, mind bending. But, you know, there's like a little, there's a medium that you can reach in that. So how would you approach that in your life? Um, finding things in others that are the same but also different embracing that sameness and embracing that difference in that course of love and beyond that how is that love also not just of receiving but also of giving because a good loving relationship both people give and receive across whatever the nature of that relationship is you know Romantic love, obviously, like the ideal is, you know, giving and receiving. But also, once, you know, a relationship matures, um, whether it's like with your parents or your friends, your peers, your mentors, um, you're not just purely re- like receiving. You're also contributing to their own fulfillment. You're cl- contributing to their own flourishing, to their own, um, you know, growth and pursuit of what it means to be human. Um, You can think about what it means to be human yourself. I have my own answer, and I I do think it's almost universal in that sense. But ponder that a little. What what makes you human, and how do you love well with um, sameness, with difference, and with self-gift? With that, that will be the end of our show. You can tune in. Uh, next week, 11.30 p.m.
p.m.